Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Volume. Lakers Tonight is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds in markets for the NBA, NHL, college, and so much more. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's super easy to use. Plus, you can combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JasonT so they know I sent you. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. one 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a good start to your week. Today is going to be a Warriors-themed show. I did get to see Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody in person in Summer League, but as soon as I found out that James Wiseman was going to be playing last night, I wanted to wait until after I saw James Wiseman before diving into the Warriors, guys. For those of you guys who missed it, 
Yesterday, I did a show, went for about 45 minutes, where I hit on everything else from Summer League. The overall experience, what it was like, all of the Russ drama with LeBron, all of the other stars and celebrities that showed up. And then I did a deep dive into the top five players in this year's draft, which I got to see one after the other, up close and personal, at the Thomas and Mack Center. So do not miss that. If you haven't heard it yet, go to our uh, YouTube channel. You can find it there. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're there so you don't miss any more of our, our videos. If for whatever reason you can't get over to YouTube today, you can also find it on our podcast feed, which for the time being is under Lakers tonight. Last but not least, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys can see show announcements and video breakdowns and things that I do along those lines. So game plan for the Warriors today. <clears throat> I'll quickly give my two cents on the first game that I saw in person. Then we'll go one by one through them starting with Wiseman, and we'll hit Kaminga and Moody as well. I'll give you guys what I liked from them, what I think they're already great at, and then I'll talk about things that I think that they can improve on over the next couple of years to actually become functional rotation pieces for this Warriors team. So let's start with that first game. And it was a big wake-up call for Jonathan Kaminga. And everything I've heard from Warriors people, and what was nice is I've had some friends in Warriors Twitter for a while that I got to meet in person uh, while I was out in Vegas, and, you know, the common refrain with Jonathan Kaminga is that he's very, very confident. You know, that's his attitude. His attitude is that of a lot of young basketball players that come up in America in the sense that they are, you know, highly recruited, highly ranked, highly touted. And then they run into a situation where they are no longer the best player on the floor. And sometimes there's a little bit of an adjustment in terms of their personality and their attitude. And, you know, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody were sent to Summer League with J James Wiseman not just to get better as basketball players, but because they need reps. You know, the, with the, the grown-up team in, in Golden State, they don't necessarily get a ton of opportunity. It's inconsistent. You know, one series you're playing Jonathan Kaminga a little bit. The next series, you're not seeing him at all. You know, then Moses Moody will get a lot of run, but then you get in the finals and you don't see any of those guys, right? This is the best place for them to get reps because real live game reps are the best way to improve, especially on things that aren't directly related to your skill. Things like seeing the floor, things like making reads, attacking closeouts or out of high pick and roll, dealing with real intensity. In practice, it's just really difficult to duplicate urgency, right? It's, so in this, in this type of setting, going against fringe NBA players, either soon-to-be NBA players that are very, very talented, like lottery picks, or guys that are scratching and clawing for their opportunity to get an NBA deal. And Jonathan Kaminga rolled into that game on Friday night, very confident, too confident, and he got punched in the mouth, so to speak, by the players on the floor that were scratching and clawing for their NBA lives. And I was really interested to see how he would respond last night. And I actually thought he responded very well. He brought the physicality rather than letting people bully him. Even though he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, he got involved uh, in so many other different ways on the floor. We're going to get into that later. Uh, in that first game, what, Moses Moody was amazing. A very, very savvy 34 points. Got to the free throw line a ton. He is clearly the most NBA-ready in terms of being able to play in a playoff rotation. We'll get a little bit further into that later. So let's start with James Wiseman. <clears throat> First of all, I really, really liked how they started that uh, started that game with a high pick and roll with Jonathan Kaminga. Notice they set the screen way far out beyond the three-point line. I really, really like running pick and roll that high away from the basket because it really allows your ball handler and your roll man to get momentum. 
you know, a guy who's running full speed is is a bigger physical challenge than a guy who's trying to get started. And when you run pick and roll too low to the basket, it can be difficult for guys to really get momentum going towards the rim. Jonathan Kaminga comes off the screen and is barreling down the lane. James Wiseman is barreling down as the roll man. Because Jonathan Kaminga is barreling down the lane, the guy in drop coverage has to step up to stop Kaminga, which left James Wiseman wide open for the lob. I really liked the play design and just the the idea there. Hey, James Wiseman hasn't played any basketball in a long time. Let's get his confidence going with a play ran for him to start the game. He got that dunk, and immediately you could just tell he was feeling confident. Very next play, going down the floor, Spurs on offense. They were on a pick and roll themselves. And James Wiseman is in drop coverage. The ball handler for the Spurs stops to pull up at about 12 feet. And James Wiseman gets a block, which is what you're supposed to do in that position as a drop coverage big. You're supposed to drop back, contain the roll man, but dissuade the pull-up jump shot. And he demonstrated that he can do that very, very well. A couple plays later, down uh, down the floor, he hit a nice off-the-dribble three. You can tell that he was just dripping with confidence at that point, which was good to see because this is a player that you know you can see kind of drift in and out of games in terms of his physicality and his confidence. And then obviously with him not being on the floor for a while, you start to get some doubts, right? And so to get to see him have some success, that's a great sign. It's just like a breath of fresh air if you're Warriors fans to know that he can still go out there and can, com- and can compete at a super high level. The, the, you can see unbelievable potential. The combination of length and mobility is super intriguing defensively. He blocked or changed three shots in his first shift, two blocks directly, and then he had another play where uh, a guard tried to kind of swoop around him to the right side of the rim, and James dissuaded or, or disrupted the shot enough to where the guard shot the the, uh, the layup over the rim. That uh, mobility, covering ground on the perimeter, there was even a play where he committed a foul on a three-point shooter where obviously he needs to check himself up and not run underneath the shooter, but just the amount of ground he covered to get out to the shooter was really, really impressive. And that's going to be very important in the Golden State scheme, which obviously can get rotation heavy because they have some small guards on the perimeter. He has a, a really, really pretty turnaround jump shot over his left shoulder. I don't think he's ready uh, going over his right shoulder yet, which we'll get to in just a second. But that turnaround over his left shoulder is super, super comfortable and fluid. That's a great sign because that's a go-to move that he can that he can have later on in his career, right? I we need team needs a basket, eight seconds on the shot clock. I got a decent matchup. Bump, fade over that left shoulder. If he can knock that down, <clears throat> that's a really, really nice go-to move. And it's been a go-to move for a lot of the great power forwards and centers in NBA history. Very, very, very you could just you can really just see all of the potential. He's very comfortable dribbling in space, which is good for a big. Obviously, just like with Chet Holmgren, he's going to struggle a little bit dribbling in traffic. After his first block at the second possession of the game, he tried to push the ball up in transition, trying to weave in and out people and got ripped. That's going to happen when you're a big man. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but when you dribble higher off the ground as a big man, there's just so much more space for the defenders to come in and take the ball away from you. That's just stuff that he has to learn to take out of his game entirely. You know, like only the greatest perimeter 
bigs of all time, the Kevin Durants of the world, can comfortably dribble in traffic. And even he can struggle, as you saw against Boston. It's just really, really hard for tall guys. But he does look comfortable dribbling when he has space, which will really help him when he's attacking slower, lumbering bigs that will give him space. And then last but not least, as a positive, he is a real vertical spacing threat. The guy can catch everything around the rim. There were several plays in this game where people threw him lobs in traffic where he didn't have the opportunity to dunk it, but he could just go up and snatch it over everybody and then come down and make a play off of that. Lots and lots and lots of really good foundational pieces in James Wiseman's game. That said... He does have a lot to work on, and so I wanted to take a couple minutes here to point out the things that he needs to get better at for him to really be a functional center in uh, um, in this Golden State system. First of all is seeking out contact. He's got a little bit of that Anthony Davis syndrome where he likes to be Kevin Durant. He likes to be a finesse big, and there's nothing wrong with having that in your game. It's actually a huge plus. Anthony Davis, the perimeter big, was a huge part of how the Lakers won the championship in 2020. It's, a, it's an awesome weapon to have as a team. But you've got to be both. You've got to also be able to fight for better post-up position, not get pushed off of spots. He definitely was catching the ball further away from the basket than you'd like. On your post-up moves, seeking contact. There was a play in the second quarter where he cut from the top of the key and caught just about like two uh, two. Uh, two lines up the lane line on the right block and he catches the ball and he does a power dribble but he doesn't initiate contact and then he goes up with a left-handed hook and he misses it the whole point of a power dribble is to help you control the basketball while initiating contact you're pounding the basketball and dropping your shoulder into the guy's chest if you do that he'll fall back a couple of feet which then allows you to go over the top with the hook as opposed to if he's standing there and you have to shoot over the top of him it's a much much more difficult shot Yet learning to love that contact is a huge part of what makes a dominant NBA big. Actively seeking out that contact. A reason why that's important is most of the best bigs in the league do. And so if you're playing against a big that loves to initiate contact and you don't, then you're more likely to get pushed off your spots and they'll be the aggressor on you. And when you start to lose that battle, it can work out poorly for you in the long run. So definitely getting more physical with the basketball, fighting for post-up position, and then um, in post in the post moves themselves. Even with his little fadeaway over his left shoulder, he's kind of just turning and firing right now. I'd like to see him use his right hand to pound a dribble into the guy's chest and then go up into that shot because that'll allow him to not have to fade away so much. Um, one other area where he needs to learn to seek out contact more is box outs. He has a tendency to just kind of like look up at the rim and put his hands up. Then rather than to turn around, find a man, box out, and then go to the ball. Um, we talked about this a lot on the show during the playoffs, but at the end, since the NBA has gone more towards three-point shooting, it's been more important than ever for bigs to box out rather than to go to the ball. You know, back up in time 15 years, the average distance of an NBA shot was so much closer to the rim that you had so many fewer long rebounds. And so in that case, big men were more capable of just jumping over everybody to try to grab rebounds. And in that era, James Wiseman could have been great at that specific thing. But in this era, it's a lot of long rebounds. So you need your guards to help crash. And it's become more important than ever for guys to box out. And that's something that uh, James Wiseman is going to have to get much better at. He only had two rebounds in 20 minutes. The Spurs had 11 offensive rebounds 
in 20 minutes last night. So that he's just got to be a more impactful rebounder, which he can do by being more physical. That's going to be the big thing to watch with him all season long. Just pay close attention to him during the game and how, how often he is the aggressor physically, seeking contact rather than being the guy who's being aggressed, if that makes sense. Um, his role on, on, on this particular Warriors team is going to look a lot like Kevon Looney, right? Like that's the thing you got to understand is he's not going to come in and be Anthony Davis. He's not going to come in and be LaMarcus Aldridge. He's not going to come in and be Kevin Garnett with a bunch of post touches and a ton of offense, ran, offense ran directly through him. He's trying to fit into an existing championship team that is already having an issue with players competing for shots, right? Like Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on that championship team last year. He's going to be the kind of guy that's going to need a certain amount of offense run through him like he demonstrated he can do in last year's playoff run, right? Clay Thompson, first full year back from injury, he's going to want to get back to the level of usage that he had before his injury, right? Jordan Poole, you know, <laughs> this is going to be yet another year where he's going to be looking to make another leap and looking to make another great offensive impression, right? So in this particular group, his role is going to be similar to Looney. What does Looney do for the Warriors? He's a very versatile defensive player who protects the rim well, can switch out to wings and guards and cover ground on the perimeter. And then on the offensive end of the floor, he's a beast attacking the offensive glass. That was one of the best weapons that Golden State had in this playoff run. So if you want to take minutes, right? Because we got to find minutes for all these people. So if Draymond is going to play a certain amount of minutes at the five and a certain amount of minutes at the four, and then the minutes that Draymond's at the four, Looney's going to play the five, you know, Wiseman's got to find a way to cram himself in there somehow, right? And the best way for him to do that is to get really good at doing the stuff that Looney does so that he can have the opportunity to be in there and flash all the potential that he has elsewhere on the floor as a perimeter shooter and with all of his length and athleticism. It's just important for him to understand his role and to dive into that. His best pathway to minutes will be the little things not all the high-end stuff. The high-end stuff is down the line for you, which is great. You're a young basketball player. You've got a long career ahead of you. He's going to get his opportunities to play no matter what. My guess is that there's going to be a lot of pressure from the front office on Steve Kerr to play James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga, even if Kerr doesn't see them as rotation playoff players. He's going to get his opportunity, but in order for him to be in the actual playoff rotation those are the things that he's going to have to be able to prove. Offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, defending without fouling. He committed seven fouls in 20 minutes last night. Undercut a three-point shooter. He's going to have to figure that out. Set some illegal screens. Those are little details that he's going to have to figure out in order to make the playoff rotation. So on to Jonathan Kaminga. Like I said, he had a bit of a wake-up call in that uh, in that first game, but he was so much more physically aggressive in game two. He was the guy seeking contact, and it was honestly really, really impressive on both ends of the floor to see him do that. He has really, really astounding hang time. There were a bunch of plays where he would get into the lane and jump into a guy's chest, wait for that person to come down while he's still in the air, and then finish over the top. That's just, you know, everyone talks about dunking as it comes to athleticism, and like I've always told all the young players that I coach here in Tucson, like dunking is the most overrated talent 
that there is in all of basketball. And I was a dunker. I had like 15, 20 dunks when I was in college. But like they're just they're they're two points, but they're usually produced by something else. They're usually produced by a player getting into the lane and dropping it off to you. Or you'll I had a, a handful of driving dunks or a handful of tip slams, but they're not there's there's nowhere near enough there to build a game around. You have to build your game around things that are replicable on a possession by possession basis. Where your athleticism helps you a lot in a functional way to help a basketball team on a possession-by-possession basis is crashing the glass as a rebounder, right? That's uh, hang time, like I was just talking about with Jonathan Kaminga, the ability to finish over the top of defenders on plays that aren't dunks. He had a really nice and one in that second quarter where he went into traffic and elevated over everybody, waited for guys to come down, and went up with his left hand off the glass. There's Just like with James Wiseman, just a ton of tantalizing potential on defense, uh, um, when he gambled a little bit too much, got out of position a few times, but when he actually sat in a stance and slid his feet and played physical without fouling, he was downright disruptive on uh, on the Spurs perimeter players. Now, he's, this is a different level of talent than what he'll face in the NBA, uh, that he has faced in the NBA, uh, but I like what I'm seeing from him defensively. I think that's the place where he's most ready right now. I just think he's got so much, he's got so far to go elsewhere on the floor. Um, you know, he's getting a lot of reps with the ball in his hands here in summer league. You could see him basically running point, bringing the ball at the floor, running high pick and roll, running dribble handoffs, doing these sorts of things and making reads. And he's not good at it yet, right? Like he had seven assists and 10 turnovers through two games, a lot of sloppiness, really struggling to shoot the basketball, but He's getting reps, and that's all that matters. Like when it comes to those things, like ball handling, you can work on it at the gym. You know, shooting, you can work on at the gym. But when it comes to making reads against a real defense that's actually running a real defensive scheme and trying to stop you, the only way to get better at that is just to do it time and time again. So I thought it was really smart for Golden State to stick these guys in summer league, get the ball in Kaminga's hands, and just give him a ton of reps. The reason why that's specifically important is. Playing in the Warriors system alongside Steph Curry requires you to constantly make high-level reads. This was the issue they had with Kelly Oubre two years ago, right? They brought in a guy who was one of their better defensive players because of his athleticism, so they needed him. But then on the offensive end of the floor, he just didn't flow with the Warriors system. The ball would stick with him sometimes when he would attack closeouts he would like remember that stretch to start the year where all he'd made was dunks and missed every other shot he took for like for like a week, right? Like that like he just he struggled in the read and react system of Golden State. The vast majority of teams are going to trap the high pick and roll with Steph Curry or mess up on their rotations to send multiple defenders to Steph or to Clay running off of pin downs, right? So the Warriors are constantly operating in a four on three situation. And, you know, that's that's part of why Draymond Green has been so valuable over the years is when he's the guy who operates as the short roller there, he's so good at making reads. But it's usually more than one read, especially against a good defense. Draymond will roll down the lane and Jonathan Kaminga's man will step into the lane and he'll kick it out to Kaminga. Now it's on Kaminga to either knock down a shot or to further attack the closeout and make reads. So this is why it's important for him to have the ball in his hands a lot in Summer League. He needs to get as many reps as possible and making those reads. Because in order for him to eventually make the playoff rotation for Golden State, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay are going to have to trust him 
to be able to make reads when the defense is is sending extra attention towards the stars. Uh, one last note, uh, or two last notes. He's got to get better with the shooting, obviously. He's one for seven from three last night, seven for 18 from the line. Now, there's two ways to look at that. The good news is, is one, he's getting to the line a lot, which is a great sign. We talked about this a little bit with Paolo Banchero, Banchero on Saturday, Saturday, right? Like, if a team is fouling you all the time, every time you're rolling down the lane, that's a sign that they're struggling to keep you in front. The first instinct as a defender when you get beat is to reach out and grab. And that's why if a guy's going to the line a lot, it's typically a sign that he's got the defender off balance consistently and he's getting into spots. Secondly, one for seven from three, he is at least confident. He's rising and firing. He's not doing the Ben Simmons thing where he just doesn't take the shot, right? But in order for him to eventually realize his full potential, that's going to have to be his biggest uh, uh, area for improvement is shooting and touch. Very similar to the stuff we were talking about with Josh Giddy yesterday. In terms of his form up top, it looks fine. He's got a good release. You want to see a little bit more dip with the legs. A little, He's a little bit upright on his shooting motion, but right now he does have decent form, so I do think he will project to be a good defensive player, especially, excuse me, a good shooter, especially in Golden State, surrounded by the motivation he has from Stephen Clay to do so. Uh, last but not least, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but his attitude, you know, I always use this as an example. Like you need to, it, it, you know, it helps to have a humbling experience as a basketball player for you to, you know, make changes, right? Like I, I, the, I tell the story a few times, but I was trying to play professionally in my mid twenties and, and I, I got a deal with this league in India and they were going to pay me a thousand bucks a week. It was the first one that was enough for me to quit my job. And so I signed the deal. I was going to do it. And, uh, I went into, uh, this like camp that they had and I played against this like six, eight dude from Toronto who was like just as good, if not better at everything that I do. And he was six foot eight. And like, I struggled against him in our individual matchups and it was a major like humbling experience for me. And in the months after that, I put in so much more work to get better because I had to realize like, Oh, like this dude who's not even an NBA player is so much better than me right now. I have to get better. That would help me like wake up. Right. And, uh, um, that's kind of the, what I'm hoping for from Jonathan Kaminga. Like he's been kind of hyped up throughout most of his career, lottery pick, all of these things. He needs to be humbled a little bit. And so having that rough first game, um, on, on Thursday night or Friday night and then struggling to shoot the ball again last night. Like hopefully that will help him realize like, Hey, you're Jonathan Kaminga, your lottery pick. You've got the potential to be like a better, more athletic version of Jalen Brown. That's all on the table for you, but you have to get so much better at these things. And so it's the sooner he understands that and humbles himself and really dives into the work of it all then that's th- that'll be the biggest thing that pushes him in that direction. And his attitude will be the big thing to, w- to watch there. If he has many more nights like Friday night where he walks into the arena kind of just expecting to walk into the gym and dominate without actually you know attacking the basketball game, that'll be a sign that he hasn't quite learned that lesson yet. No judgment there. He's a kid, okay? Like I, I, that lesson I just told you, I was like 24 when that happened. So like the, he's a kid. He's, he's got a lot to learn. there's no judgment there. Those are just things I want Warriors fans to keep an eye on in terms of him reaching his ultimate potential. Um, Last but not least, Moses Moody. You can tell the game is slowed down for him. He's very under control. 
Um, you guys probably heard this this phrase before, and it seems like a basketball cliche, but there's truth to it. Like when the game is too fast for you, you struggle to make decisions. A lot of times, you could see guys rushing; they'll they'll make a kickout pass, but before you need to, like you could make one more advanced dribble to pull the help defender in more. You can make that kickout pass, or like you'll be open and you'll rush the shot as opposed to taking your time to knocking it down. You get a little bit of dribble penetration, and instead of patiently working your way into the lane, you just fly into the lane like a cannon, and you're out of control, right? Like when you can you can see with players like Moody, the game is slowed down for them. They're very under control. They never rush anything. They're always going where they want to go rather than allowing the defense to send them where they want them to go. Um, the, the reason why that's so impressive and important is you, as the Warriors, you lost Otto Porter and you lost Gary Payton this summer. And they were two guys who were significant rotation pieces in your playoff run. I tweeted this out and I've said it on the show before, but Gary Payton in particular, his on-off numbers for the Warriors in the playoffs were jarring. They were so, so much better with him on the floor than when he was off the floor. So those are two very important roles that they need to fill. And I don't think Kaminga's ready for it this year. And I and I uh, and James Wiseman obviously can't play the wing, so you need to fill these two spots. And it you have Dante Divincenzo as a as a free agent signing, but you still have that other spot you need to fill. And Moses Moody to me looks like the guy that's ready. He plays the game slow and under control, like I just said. He's got the shooting touch. He was forty one percent last year for the entire regular season on wide open threes. That's great, especially for a player his size. He was three for six in his game that he played in summer league. He's got a low ceiling. Like this guy's not going to be a star. But he's a classic Warriors wing. Even plays like an old guy. But he's a guy that they can put on the wing that they can trust to make smart reads in four-on-three situations who can knock down the three when they're open and he plays the game slow and under control. I think he's the guy that seamlessly slides into that Otto Porter Jr. role. And then I think you'll see uh, Dante DiVincenzo kind of slide into that Gary Payton role. So overall, to kind of put a bow on it, all three guys are... uh, Well, let's focus on the first two. Wiseman and Kaminga have star potential, absolute star potential. And they have things right now that they're very good at. Kaminga as a perimeter defensive player, I think he's going to be a good option there for the Warriors this year. James Wiseman with his length and athleticism on defense, his ability to stretch the floor. Those are real skills that he has right now. But they both have gaping holes that they have to fix. Kaminga with his decision making and with his shooting. James Wiseman with his physicality and his rebounding and his ability to defend without fouling. Those are gaping holes that will keep them out of the playoff rotation unless they fix those holes this season. They're going to have tons of reps. They're going to get all of training camp. Uh, I read a report yesterday that they're going to have them play more games in summer league to get them more reps. So they have lots of time to figure it out. But those are the things that they have to figure out in order to make the rotation. Moses Moody is ready right now. I think he can slide into that role. I think he can do what Otto Porter Jr. did. So that's, that's a good fit there. Um, you know, I had some people ask me about Mac McClung. I watched a bunch of him last year cause he was with the Lakers like his game, totally solid G league guard, but he's not an NBA player. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to discredit the guy. He's like, he's, he's very, very good at what he does. He's just not quite good enough to do what he's doing at the NBA level. So I wouldn't worry about him in terms of the Warriors roster this year. My guess is he'll end up playing in the G league. All right, guys, that is all I have for today. Um, I'm not sure what else we got going on this week, but follow me on Twitter at underscore Jason LT and I'll send out some show announcements uh, as soon as I know. As always, I appreciate your guys' support and I'll see you next time.
volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.